Welcome to the Hot Lava Podcast. Uh, my name is Kevin Acey, Padraig beat writer for the Union Tribune. My boss, Jay Posner, sports editor of the Union Tribune. Had a nice uh, off day yesterday. I trust that the Padres had a nice off day. And I say yesterday as we tape this on Tuesday morning, the Padres is about to play Seattle Mariners for three. By my count, Jay, that means nine in a row coming up against teams that presently have losing records. The Mariners, the Rockies, two at the Angels, you face the A's, very, very good. And I believe the Dodgers after that. But I, you know, like Jay's team, where I like to take this one series at a time. (laughs) So let's not get too far ahead. But actually, I did want to get too far ahead, Jay, because the second half, I mean, the Padres survived this first half. and, And that to me is like the big thing. Like, this is maybe finally a team that you go, you know, on paper might mean something like a, a Zach Granke's coming in and they beat Zach Granke, a team that they should beat. Maybe this Padres team can actually do well in the second half. No, it's true. It's I, I, I read something today that the Padres had the third best record in the National League. And, and by the way, I, I hope the Padres had more of a day off than you did yesterday, writing a 60 inch story plus the newsletter. Not really a day off, but but much appreciated, I'm sure, by the readers and a, a good a good story online and a good package in today's paper that I hope people uh, saw because we do print a paper every day for a lot of people. <laughs> despite despite what uh, you hear from from the outside, we we do print a paper and and a lot of people read it every day. But um, yeah. anyway, the you know, and, 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 and I get a lot of emails from those folks, and um, it surprises me because. You know, there they are. They're they're reading that newspaper, and, and man, do I appreciate them. All right, Jay. And not, and not all and not all of them are on Twitter either. Believe it or not, the whole I know sometimes it's hard to believe, but the whole world is uh, is not on Twitter, and and uh, we had some good stuff over the weekend and today, obviously. So, but anyway, back to the important stuff, which is the Padres have the third best record in the National League, and and I read that, and I like did a double take, and I actually had to call up the standings. It's like. Wait, is that really is that really true? And and it is. We touched on this a little on Friday when they had won the four in a row. That how things had changed just in a week, uh, or in four days. And now you look at how things have changed in a week. And they went from eleven and twelve when we talked a week ago yesterday uh, to eighteen and twelve, and with a what four game lead now I think for second place in the in the NL West, which is as we've talked about, is really the key race above all else. To make sure you don't have to worry about anybody in other divisions. I, I still say don't worry about the Dodgers. They're basically in a league by themselves right now. But that doesn't mean if you get into the postseason, you know, look how close the games have been with the Dodgers. Look what's happened in the postseason. It's the postseason is a complete crapshoot. The idea is to get there. And and right now the Padres have a four-game lead with 30 to play in terms of, of getting there. So that that's the thing to focus on is is second place in the NL West. And right now, I think the Padres have like a, I, I'm not a big believer in these probability, uh, you know, they have a 98% chance of winning the game in the fifth inning or whatever. But right now, I think the Padres are like 96% or 97% to make the playoffs. And it's, I, I actually have to start thinking like, what are we going to do if the Padres make the playoffs from a, from a work standpoint, I've never had to deal with that. Uh, you know, in in my years as a sports editor, it, it almost happened in uh, in 2010, uh, which was my first go round, and and uh, I want to get to 2010 a little bit later. But it almost happened then, and since then, it's never even been anything to uh, to think about. So 
that, that could be something different. So start thinking of, of ways that you can write like 60 inches an hour to, uh, <laughs> to, to keep everybody in, in, in full flight here. You talk about, and, and I don't think you can belabor this too much because I think that we should in baseball is a, a sport where maybe sometimes you don't because the games come so fast and furious, you know, um, where, where like one day off seems like a vacation. Um, but I was going through for my uh, midseason report and I kind of got uh, hooked on this idea of, wow, there's there's six players with the OPS plus, And that's a metric that I think is a nice, tidy metric to compare players. Right. Mm-hmm. It, it, uh, it, it supposedly normalizes these uh, statistics on base uh, plus slugging uh, percentage uh, over eras and, and ballparks and, and 100 is average and 50, 150 is 50% above average. And we don't really have to worry about that here in San Diego where a guy would have a 150. But six players at 131 or above. Um, the Padres, I think it was three or four times have had six players when you finish the season, and that's a whole other matter to finish the right. season, um, at 100 or above. They've only um, There were more seasons than not where they didn't even have somebody at 131. I mean, it's just like, wow. There are position players out there on a daily basis that are above average in beautiful Padres uniforms. Um, yeah, so, I know. That's the other thing is they're doing this in a year where they actually look really good, you know, on the field in, in more ways than one. And, and it was uh, it's good timing with the uniforms. But I mean, there's no question this offense has been phenomenal so far and, and ranks near the near the top in most categories. Fernando Tatis leads the world in a bunch of categories, you know, and, and he just continues to amaze. And, and I think MLB tweeted something the other day after his catch and said, you know, unbelievable. And I said, yeah, yeah but it's it's really not because we see it every day. And, and it, there reaches a point where you're you just kind of expect the unexpected from him two spectacular plays in the field the other day to go along with how steady he's been. And so it's just sort of adding to the legend. And, and yes, it's 30 games. And normally we'd be saying, well, it's 30 games and there's still 132 to go. We don't have to say that this year. Uh, There's only 30 games to go. And the the Padres are in a good position right now. And in large part because of the offense, but don't forget, you know, some of the pitching, as well, and I wanted to, to talk about this at some point today, and we can do it now in terms of the, the trading deadline is uh, less than a week away. And what do, what do the Padres do here with in terms of trying to find an arm? Do they need an arm? Do they need two arms? Do they not need an arm? You know, sort of where, where do things stand? The bullpen, uh, they actually won what turned out to be two bullpen games over the weekend against the Astros, which, you know, would have been unthinkable, and especially without... Pomerantz and, and Yates. I, I'm not sure you want to rely on that strategy through most of the, the, the remaining month in the season, but where do you think things are right now in terms of trying to find an arm and what, and what's the best arm to find? Is it a reliever or is it a fifth starter? Well, if it's a fifth starter because Joe is supposedly going four or five innings. And my understanding is Joey Lucchese, if they don't make a trade, which I think they're sort of bracing themselves for the the eventuality that they won't make one just because of all the factors that go into it. Mm-hmm. But they're certainly trying. Um, and I think it's reliever. A starter, if you were to go get a starter today and he could get in and clear the protocols, he's going to make four starts. Okay. Theoretically, unless you decide right. you're going to space out some of your other guys because of the Padres after, well, starting today, they play seven in a row, have an off day, and then play 15 in a row, and then have 
in the final whatever that is 12 days have two off days right yeah and you wouldn't need like, the fifth starter yeah. there except in the except i mean it'd be somebody that could go to the bullpen that's the thing is so there's so many things and you don't get a straight answer but what you get is all the reasons why you wouldn't do it when uh-huh. you talk to people oh well we don't need him that much oh well depending on who you get you're just renting him um you know the season could end at any moment which we all kind of forget right especially here in san diego right the team's going so great <laughs> um but there's other places where they're like still traumatized from having missed you know seven games and you know they've got 47 games still to play and right. you know plus you know they're they're moving games out of houston uh and and so there's that thought um there are people that you know look you talked about the playoffs jay it that's really cool for a team like the padres the the nature of this year's playoffs eight teams Mm -hmm. get in you got a best of three uh to start it probably is going to be in a bubble that's not great for the dodgers they're like wait a minute you know we could we could not lose until october and and be out of it um so there's just so many things but i think it's a reliever that uh most of the calls are happening about i just joey lucchese was going to come up and and start on sunday and then zach davies went eight innings and then they got a day off and i just feel like uh, from the people that i talk to who certainly aren't telling me anywhere near everything that there's just they're becoming more and more emboldened that their bullpen is what they thought it was and that the schedule sets up for them to get through this season without parting with prospects to get a, you know, some sort of significant trade in this crazy, crazy season. Well, that's the other part of it is what do you give up? And and, I, and one guy that did come to mind, was, and this would be someone you'd have to give up some good people for is a guy, how available is someone like Mike Clevenger? Um, you know, he's had his problems in, in Cleveland this year. I'm, I'm pretty sure he's got two years of control yeah. after this year. I mean, that guy is a is a one or a two type of pitcher, so it would take a lot to give up. But is he the kind of guy that is available at this point that you could give up a couple prospects for? Or do you not want to go that route and, you know, sort of do what you talked about where you kind of get through and you think you have enough uh, as it is right now? Is there any talk about getting going out and getting someone like that do you think or are they not if there is someone and i have not heard about clevenger to be upfront about that Mm -hmm. if there is someone it will be someone like that they're not going to get a a rental and they are not going to get someone that is going to cost the team a lot of money in in the future and so he fits both of those there's also a talk about getting a a bat uh an an outfield bat but again jake odenworth keeps playing really well and man do they themselves some jerks and profar but that's not to say that they don't understand the reality that another bat to be able to to be able to be safe if will myers doesn't continue to hit like he has uh if jerk and profar goes on another 093 stretch um you know that that they know that they would be a better team for that is there someone controllable that Mm -hmm. is also proven out there but you are absolutely talking about, and this would be the first time that we've seen it, and I don't, just don't know that this is the season that we're going to see it. It would be the first time that A.J. Preller has really opened up that prospect vault to make right. his team better. Now it's time to do that, all right? but Or it's right close to time to do that. But it would be the first time for a Clevenger <laughs> or a Whit Merrifield that he had to do that because those teams are not given away. Kansas City and, and – uh, uh, Cleveland are not going to be giving away those players. 
Right, right. And I, I, I mentioned about 2010 earlier. That was sort of the, that was the last time that the Padres were in this position toward the end of the season. And I think everyone remembers the trade that they made back then in terms of giving up a prospect to get a bat in that case. And the bat was Ryan Lutwick and the prospect was Corey Kluber. It doesn't mean you shouldn't do it, shouldn't do it, but you have to be really, really careful about what you're giving up and what you're getting. And, you know, that was a trade that turned out to be a complete disaster on, on so many fronts. And, you know, we don't want to be sitting, sitting here in a couple of years, you know, talking about somebody that got away. In, in, in particular with this group, we know that A.J. Preller is, you know, uh, not that anyone would purposely do that, but uh, A.J. Preller is going to be real careful about that. And he has such an abundance of prospects, right? Right. And it all right. depends on how he values them and how other people value them, not how we do or Baseball America or MLB.com. Um, those are good guides for it. You don't, you don't see A.J. making that. It's just in any other year – it would be negligent. It'd be like a no-brainer. I'd be surprised if he hadn't already made three trades. Uh, uh-huh. You know, it started on like July fifth. Uh, if his team was was this good in, in, a, in a regular year, it's just this year everything is pointing to the, the conversations that you have, it, how difficult it is. Which probably means that at any point, AJ Preller is going to pull off a trade for one of these controlled right. rights. I wanted to get into one thing, Jay. You, because you talked about it uh, a little bit ago. You said something that sparked my my memory. And I'm, I've been working so hard this whole season. Well, not the whole season, but there's some days you have to work harder than others. The the lack of access, and there's just a lot that goes along with that. And and it's just so weird to follow all these protocols. And, and you know, being on the road is a whole different beast and, and all this. And I, I've been working really hard some days to just stay positive. This is so awesome. I get to cover baseball, right? And you know what's been hitting me lately? How good this team is, and there's no fans in the stands. Right. It is – I mean, you just look around and you just – I really hope that people are enjoying the heck out of it and doing like me, focusing on how fun it is to watch this team at home because sometimes it just hits you how insane Petco Park would be. Right. I was thinking that over the weekend, like what it would have been like at those three um, – or actually the all five games. I mean, you had yeah. two walk-offs against oh. the uh, – the Rangers, you had the three games against the Astros. It would have been the Grand know, Slams. Uh, the, right. Grand Slam. I mean, I know. Anakin's wouldn't have been out there. They're cool and all. Um, <laughs> just uh, their their moments, and, and be it um, when they're uh, trying to sh- close out the game, even. Uh, but but certainly the, the the big moments when someone comes up with the bases loaded, or even a runner in scoring position, and you, or certainly when the the. Fly, uh, the home run goes into the crowd or uh, the seats. Now uh, you just go, wow! I, f- I feel badly for for people. So I hope people are able to do like I'm doing uh, and just focus on. You know what? This is really neat to watch. Well, Kevin, I'm going to come out one day this week and keep you company, just so we can, oh. you know, so you, you have another fan in the uh, <laughs> yes, you'd be the, cheering in, I know in the stands because you know how much I I would be yelling and screaming if I was uh, out there. That's that's what's happened to my voice is all and- the. Uh, all the all the all the yelling. Although usually, as someone who lives with me would tell you, most of the yelling comes at my computer uh, <laughs> at various times on deadline, as opposed to when the Padres are uh, are playing. But it has been a lot of fun to watch to watch this team and and uh, even the games that they've lost. I mean, win or lose, this team is so much more fun, so much more exciting to watch than what we've seen. I did want to make one point about. I wonder if this is a year where. 
I don't want to say guaranteed to make in the playoffs because that's ridiculous, but you're, you're close. I wonder if this is – it's such an oddball year. Is this a year where you think, you know what, we actually have a better chance to win this thing now than than we do in a year or two? And and I don't know the answer to that, but I think it's something to definitely, to definitely throw out there and wonder if the Padres are thinking, like, hey, you know, we have the third best record in the league. Maybe we should make a run at this. Uh, and the we in this case is not me. It's just – is that what the Padres are, are thinking that – a couple of the other teams look weaker now. I mean, the Nationals are certainly weaker. Uh, you know, you look and the the, the Braves are, are good, but not, you know, they're not great and they lost Soroka. And, and other than the Cubs and the Dodgers, yeah, you know, maybe this is the time to make a run at it. I, I don't know. I'm just throwing that out there. And if you were going to do that, then it's, it's the kind of move that, we're talking about with a, a big one that you give up some prospects and, but, right. I, I, but I'm but still not giving up. Like be, it will be a guy that will still be here in 2021 and 22. Exactly. I'm not giving up the, uh, you know, a top, top prospect for anybody. And I'm, and I'm also not giving up somebody decent for a rental. I mean, it, it would have to be somebody that would make a difference, not only this year, but look, the odds are it's not going to work out this year in terms of getting the world series or winning a title. If you could get a guy that could help you not just this year, but for another year and maybe even two years, it's it's certainly something to think about at, at this point in the season after the, the week they've had. And you can't, you know, you can't get carried away. It, it was one week and the previous week wasn't so good. When I sat down to write yesterday to really think about it, where they're at, it's like you wanted to be like, well, it was just a week. Well, it was a week and a shortened season. And the fact yeah. is that week got them, that, that seven games in a row, got them to six games above 500, which means they were pretty decent before that. It wasn't like in the past where this team would, you know, go on a six-game winning streak because it happens, right? You know, um, the Pirates this year could go on a six-game winning streak conceivably. And and that six-game winning streak only got them back to, like, within 10 games of 500. Right, right. (laughs) Seven-game winning streak. Gave them the third best record in the National League and got them six games above five hundred. Uh, above five hundred. That means that they've actually had a good first half in totality, and I, that made me kind of buy in, be more like, all right, you know what? I'm going to talk about what a great first half they had uh, because well, it was funny that it was only whatever it was uh, uh, nine days ago. Yeah, it was falling apart. We just found out about Kirby Yates. Um, it was you know. How in the world could they could they go on at this pace? They absolutely had to trade for some arms. Um, Tommy Pham was out, so. Well, we didn't even know Pomerantz was going to be out at that point, too. Imagine the the black cloud that you know that people would have been figuring was over the team at that point. You know, we talked early in the year that it was probably going to take what thirty wins or so, thirty one wins to guarantee you a playoff spot. I, it's probably right around that spot. Still, might even you might even be able to get in at 20, 29, maybe. I mean, you look, the, the Padres really, they need to win like 12. If you figure if they need to win maybe 12 games out of the last 30 to get into the playoffs, 12 or 13 at the, mm-hmm. at the most to get in the playoffs, uh, I would think you'd be pretty safe with that. They should be able to do that, even with what they have at this point. So that's why I, I, I do lean against making some sort of big move, you know, unless it's, as we said, unless it's for somebody that's going to help you in the future. But I really think this is this is another really good week because you've got three against the Mariners who, yeah, they played well over the weekend against the Rangers team that hasn't won a game since the 3-0 and swing by Tatis. Um, and, and then you have the Rockies, although the Padres have 
seem like they always struggle against the Rockies, especially at Coors. But, you know, if you have a week like, let's say you go, I don't know, because the Rocky series is one of those weird wraparounds. You win four or five games out of the next seven. Now you're talking like you're up to 22 or 23 wins and at the right at the trading deadline. And now you can really have to think about, you know, do we try to get one or two people to really push us over the top? Or are we happy with the way things are going and we just sort of stay where, where we are? Um, it's, you know, to be in the head of A.J. Preller at any time uh, would be fascinating. But I, I, I think right now to be in those meetings with him and his staff uh, really be interesting in terms of what sort of options that they have at this point. Yeah, can you imagine like them throwing around like getting a starter right now? And 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 this is you know I haven't been able to get any traction on this uh, in terms of it being a reality or anything. But there is you get a starter like a Clevenger. Who are you sending to the bullpen in the postseason? I mean, it just it, it really makes your theoretically it just yeah. really makes your pitching staff so much better in a shortened season and and in the playoffs. Right, and you still you know if you got a guy like Clevenger, you'd be you'd be set up for. Next year, I mean, I, I, you know, I don't know what Garrett Richards' future uh, right. is at, at this point. I mean, you're, you know, obviously have Lamed and 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 Paddock and Davies under control, and and you've got young guys. I mean, Patino looked great over the weekend, and obviously Gore is is still down there, and some other guys. So I, I'm not sure you really have to make a huge move to get a uh, a, a top of the line starter. I, I that's why I, I wouldn't be surprised at all if, at, like you said, the that the move is to get a reliever and and someone that can sort of bolster that end of the team, especially since we don't know, we don't expect Yates back uh, and we don't know what's going on with Pomerantz. I mean, uh, they could say today that Pomerantz is out for the season and I wouldn't be like, Oh my God, where did that come from? Uh, I hope it's not the case, but it it sure, it wouldn't surprise me at this point if, if he's down for a while or if he's out there tonight. I mean, who, who knows with the way these, uh, these things work. Well, that's the thing. More than any other season, and I'm trying to like, is it just, is it in my head? I mean, I'm more paranoid than any other season. There's just, it's just a bizarre, it seems like there's something around every corner, and it, it's very strange. But last word here, Mackenzie Gore. The the thought is this still that he would be, uh, the last I checked, uh, and this was a few days ago, that he when he comes up, that it's it's as a starter. That's the right. thing. His, that, he's not Luis Patino. But there's always the, if we need him, you know, we'll make this guy work out of the bullpen. Mm-hmm. And you think about what Luis Patino has been able to do here, learning in that bullpen and getting better in, in that bullpen, figuring out how to pitch to major league hitters. And it just kind of makes you wonder. So I'll be checking again today on, on Mackenzie Gore um, because, you know, I think we all know that, that the, the, the mix and, and that, that velocity that, that Patino has, it really – does play well or it can play well mm-hmm. he's a starter for sure but you saw okay cool I'm, I'm good with them bringing him up but you, you just wonder if they do need another arm my thing lately is throw out everything we know about constructing a pitching staff this year they are going to figure out a way to get through these 60 games and get through the playoffs right and, and so is it three starters and then everybody else you know figures out a way to get through two games um so you know Mackenzie Gore could be at any time yeah, I mean, I've I've wondered about that uh, as well. And you mentioned that you know they were going to bring Casey up to start, and and I'm sure if that had happened, there'd been a lot of talk like, well, why isn't Mackenzie Gore 
coming up. So it, it would be, I mean, that, that's the thing, the stuff, the, those everything that goes on at USD is closed. And so we can watch for ourselves what's happening on the field uh, with with the big league club and, and see who's doing well and see who's not and see who's available and, you know, figure out who's available and figure out who's not. We have no idea what's happening in at USD. And it's so different than the past because normally Mackenzie Gore would be at double A or triple A right now pitching. And at least you'd know every five, six days, okay, Mackenzie Gore went six innings tonight. He struck out eight, gave up two hits, that sort of thing. We have no idea right now. He could be pitching every fifth day at USD and getting hit all over the yard, or he could be, you know, lights out. So And, and all we're getting is, oh, he's, he's looking good or he's not doing this, or we don't think this is ready, but we don't know. There's not scouts going in and out. Exactly. Coaches, um, from the team, uh, there's not, you know, uh, there's also not all sorts of people that are privy to what Mackenzie Gore is doing. Uh, there's only the Padres who are privy to that against other players. So it's, it's hard for everybody right now. Yeah, yeah no, I uh, – I agree. But uh, anyway, last night was weird. Didn't come out of my office, you know, used to coming out of the office at 610 and going into the uh, into the family room and and getting the game on and, and, you know, missed it last night. So uh, eager uh, tonight to see some baseball, Chris Paddock and uh, with an extra day's rest and uh, Marco Gonzalez. And then uh, we'll see Lamette and Richards on uh, Wednesday and Thursday. So looking forward to seeing some baseball and to seeing you out at the ballpark, Kevin, and everyone else. We will talk to you on Friday. Thank you, everybody.